0: this is Donna Otto and we are Modern Homemakers. I had the great joy of picking up a book um, written by someone who's quite popular. Brene Brown wrote the foreword to this book and it's called Present Over Perfect. And I, I read through it. I thumbed through it probably is a better way of saying it. But as I did that, I thought, She has a lot to say, and I wanted you to be aware of what she has to say. And so um, a distillation of her thoughts and my thoughts about this notion. I've been talking to you off and on during Lent and following Easter about this today way of life. Today, Jesus said to the criminal, you will be with me in paradise. Now, I happen to believe that this process of salvation, transformation, change, when I say, I'm not living the way I used to live, I'm living this way, I need your help, Jesus, and I gather together some people to help me with Jesus' help, it's very hard to live a life of faith alone. If you are trying to do that, then what you are trying to do is very hard. Oh, I'd say impossible almost. We need the encouragement of others. We need the feedback. If you're an isolation person, if you're a very introverted person, and it's hard for you to make friends, and it's hard for you to be with people, and it's hard for you to be vulnerable and tell things about yourself, walking a life of faith will be harder because we need the help of each other. And this notion of being present has to do with living today, every day, every moment, as if this moment he is with you, right there in your face, aware of you, you're aware of him. You're paying attention to what he desires for you. You're studying to know what he desires of you. So you're being in the present. There's been much written for hundreds of years. Pierre de Cosade wrote a book called The Sacrament of the Presence. Brother Lauren's very popular book, Practicing the Presence. That's the today, this moment, where are you? What are you doing? Now, there's, there are three kinds of thinking patterns that apply to most of us, to all of us. You may or may not be aware of yours. You either think a lot about the past, And if it was a bad past, that's really weighs you down. Or you think about the present. Mm, The present is good. It's great if the past has been healed. Or you think about the future. Past, present, or future. All of us fall into one of those mainstreams that we think about more than the rest. Past, present, or future. I'm a future person. What are you? Are you past... Are you past because you're grateful what God's done? Did you have a great past and now you have a not so great present? Are you worried about the future because you're getting older, you don't have enough money to take care of it? Are you worried about these children who were really wonderful when they're two and four and now they're 14 and 16? Where are you, past, present, or future? I want you to know that I think God wants us to live in the present. It sort of catches you unaware. It sort of catches you unaware. And some of these things I'm going to say to you today are a mix of my thoughts as well as Shauna's thoughts. And I may try to get her in for an interview. But the thing is that they're mixed together. So I'm giving her as much credit as I can give her for everything I'm about to say. And I'm telling you that you should look for this book and take advantage of reading it. I, I bet your library will have it and maybe you should buy it and you should share it with your friends. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7, in the message, Eugene Peterson's message. Don't run roughshod over the concerns of your brothers and sisters. Their concerns are God's concerns, and he will take care of them. We've warned you about this before. God hasn't invited us into a disorderly, unkempt life, but into something Holy and beautiful, as beautiful on the inside as in the outside. Is your inside as beautiful as the outside? I'm pretty good at getting my outside looking better than my inside. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm I'm the whitewashed, whitewashed sepulchre. I have enough Sadducee and Pharisee in me that I put on my vestments and my white robe garment but there are these few who know me, my community, those who I'm connected with, who I couldn't hide from if I wanted to. Are you exhausted, but you give the appearance of not exhausted? Do you feel isolated and wishing you were connected? Are you hurry, 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 hurry all the days of your life? Are you doing something so regularly like I do, which is multitasking, and every moment counts because tomorrow I have so many other things to do because I think of the future. What about the present? Is the presence in his hand? Is the presence of others a part of how you live? You can find a quiet connection and simplicity. Shauna says the mentor of hers told her to stop right now and remake your life from the inside out. I don't know her mentor, but that's very good advice. Stop right now. Remake yourself from the inside out. This remaking your life is possible. Creative, challenging, life-altering work. Life-altering work. There's a great book called Falling Upward, and it's a conversation about the second half of life, the second half of life, we get so busy worrying about the second half of life, and it is important, but it is what you're doing in the first half of life in this present that will dictate to what the second half of life looks like. I've been reading about the seven deadly sins and the virtues that followed them. This is thousands of years old, Evagoras' work. Um, he, was, he lived in the 300s. But there are so many things that are part of our life, and one of those vices is gluttony. Hmm? Gluttony is the desire to escape. It's the opposite of sobriety. And, And gluttony isn't just about food. Gluttony is about more, 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 more. My little grandchildren, I bought a book for them when they were very little, and it had songs, original songs with I don't know how many now, 25 different types of music from calypso to bebop to classic. And there were these little songs. And one of them was about a dinosaur. More, 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 more. How do you feed a dinosaur? Are you like that? More, 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 more. I need more. Pride overcomes. Pride is the overarching umbrella for all of these vices that we have that I'm good or right or mostly right. That means means I'm not wrong. The opposite of vulnerability is saying this is who I am, not the glittering image. If you've never read that novel, it's an amazing piece of literature. So what is your prideful area? My prideful area is recognizing that I have capacity and limitations, and I can't say yes to everything. Just this last week, just this last week, I made a small list in my journal, seven different invitations to do things. Every one of those invitations were ministry driven, would encourage another human being or a group of human beings, and there's something I can do. But I can't possibly say yes to all seven of them. There's just no way. It's hard to say no. We want to say yes to everything. Gluttony and pride, comparison, competition. These things put us in a place of exhaustion, exhaustion. And I want to say that this is an important thing to know about yourself, Uh, that you have to know how fast you're going before you can stop to slow down. There have been many books written, and we've talked about a number of them over the last few years particularly, the hurried life, hurried sickness, um, busyness that keeps us from being with any time with God or with people. It's never too late. It's never too late for God. I mentioned a few days ago that in my worst failings, God's grace is sufficient. We talked about Peter and his worst failings. His, God's grace was enough to prevail. Are you a people pleaser? That's such a difficult question to ask anyone, but inside out, do you know that you don't know what you want? You only do what everybody else wants. I remember in my 40s, someone handed me a book about people-pleasing, and I thought, why on earth would they give me that book? And if you knew me, I'm bold and decisive and strong. I wear black and white clothes. I am in charge of things. How could that person be a people-pleaser? Oh, a people-pleaser in disguise. That was who I was. Not as much as I expected to be, but there it was. You may not have a community, you may not have a tribe who knows you because you haven't let them in. It is hard to carry burdens and disappointments alone. Being present is opening yourself to God and opening yourself to others, a few others one of the auto mottos. And if you don't have auto mottos, they're on the website somewhere. They became ways of life for me because i rather have a short attention span and I needed something that were mottos that I could remember and repeat. And one of them was, do your best and leave the rest. Do your best and leave your rest. Get it as good as you can get it and forget it. They're both the same. To get it as good as you could get it and forget it is how I feel about my mirror in the morning. Do my hair, do my face, get my clothes on, get it as good as you can get it. Walk out. Don't worry about what it looks like the rest of the day. Well, if we're concerned about disappointing people or caring about people more than we care about ourselves or God, we're going to wind up being busy about many things and being busy about other things and not being present with God and not being present with people. You will disappoint people. You will disappoint people. And if they have any love for you, they will receive that and say graciously. And when I get to this list of seven things, I'm going to have to say the hardest word in all the King's language no. I used to do something in class about helping people get organized and that they had to learn to say no. And and the sum of it was, if you will pucker up like you're going to kiss your husband or your children, got it? Ready? Get puckered up. My lips are forward and my face is smiling. A kiss is about to be given. And through that look, I say, no. It's easier. They look at me. If nothing else, they laugh at me. No. It's hard to say no. Did you hear how I qualified those seven things? I can do them. They would be good for individuals. They are ministry things. That's what my life is about. How can I say yes to all of them? Well, maybe I can't say yes to all of them, and I have to say no to seven other things. This is essential. This is essential. There is a lovely children's book called "Captain Wizbang." It's about a cat. And the cat just jumps around and does everything and jumps over things and is just, they call him Captain Whizbang. And the book goes through till all of a sudden we see Captain Whizbang looking for a sunny spot on the living room floor and following the sunny spot to the seat in the chair and sleeping away his days. And that's what happens to us. It's a part of God's plan for us we won't always be the dancing bear. Keeping busy running like a chicken without her head on allows me to hide. There it is. Allows me to hide. Shauna talks about that. I threw a dinner party some years ago. I look back on it now. It was ridiculous. The, The means that I went to to make everything perfect for that dinner party. I think the guest of honor would have been very happy with much less. But I was in that keeping busy, running like a chicken without its head on, doing the best I can do, and all of that, because every minute I can keep myself busy, I can hide from the things that are really going on hiding from the bad stuff, hiding from the patterns of my life, hiding from the fear that people around me may not embrace me. We don't take communion, we receive communion. And being human is not being a machine. It's being human and being present. Present over perfect a young friend of mine who I love dearly, I will not say her name, and she said that another young friend of mine and hers kept calling her and saying, want to go to the mall? She said, no, it's Tuesday, I have to clean the bathroom. Want to go for lunch? No, it's Friday, I have to go to the grocery store. And she said, over the course of a long period of time, my friend kept calling. One, one day I thought, would I choose my friend and going somewhere over the bathroom or the grocery store? There was time for people. She said, I began to understand that people mattered. Now there's a tension there as you can hear. Too much people and not of not taking care of yourself and your place. Being in the present, being in the present over being perfect in home, in relationships, and what you think of yourself, being in the present is more important than being perfect. Thank you, Shauna, for that great title. Being perfect. A dear friend of mine who's in the industry of helping people calls herself a recovering perfectionist. I told her that I was stealing her coin because I am a recovering perfectionist. Perfect, always oh, looks good to me. My husband often says to me, you do so well, you do so well, you get 75% of it, and then you perseverate on the other 25% that doesn't even need to be done. Oh, I know he's right. And I take his advice, and I'm still recovering. But I do know that being in the present and being with Jesus is more important. Being in the present and being with people. Remember God's two great commandments love God and love others. And they're more important than all the rushing around to make things look perfect. So here's my challenge Will you pause long enough today to ask yourself one question? Do I live past, present, or future? I guess it's two questions. And do I want to live in the present? I pray the answer is yes, and you'll hear what the Lord is calling you to do. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of living in the present.